0: This is 990WBOB.com, the home of internet entertainment. From Rhode Island to the world, 990WBOB.com. 990WBOB.com is an independent free media outlet. Let me feel the pitbull up in this bitch dancing on my
1: tiptoes up in this bitch i'm awesome got me feeling switching my name bob awesome everything else be the same still risky biz for like 15 years that's loyalty kids way to pull my beer wait up while i shift my gears new year new me new id too easy if i only look like g easy what a stereotype they stare at my type like where's his face patch? he stays rapping.
0: WBOB 990, actually 990 WBOB.com, this is uh, the new Tap Takeover, I'm your host Boston Beer Benny, to my right, your radio left, Moses Malone. How you doing Benny? Mo, I'm doing good, Back to be uh, good to be back on the air, back to back weeks.
1: This is, it's kind of crazy, but it feels it good.
0: Yeah, kind of crazy back on the air, we're on Facebook Live here, Hey-o. for all your listeners on Facebook Live, shout out to you. Oh, we have a great show for you tonight. We've only been gone for a week, but so much has happened.
1: Yeah, tons of stuff, man. So we're going to get excited.
0: right into the tap list here tonight It's to run down the show. We start every show as always with what are you drinking and local releases. Oh yeah, very special local releases segment for you tonight. Uh, we have townie news, just oh, yeah. like it sounds. Good some stuff. local news from some local uh, local breweries. Cold beer, good read. Fan favorite segment, Mo. One of your favorites.
1: I, I love this segment. I I feel like you said that sarcastically, but no, I I like the segment. Yeah,
0: and we have uh, Spring Cleaning. It's a little game we like to play called Drink or Drain Pour, Mm kind of like a buy-sell segment. Brilliant Beer Minds, we have Jeff from Startline Brewing. He's going to be the place to be on Marathon Monday coming up.
1: Can't wait to talk to him again. What a cool guy. What a great time we had the last time we were there, too.
0: We'll end it, as always, with weird beer stuff and then shelfer of the week. We do have a vocabulary word. I don't know if we'll get to it.
1: Yeah, we might not get to it, but if we do, it looks cool.
0: But uh, we'll start the show off, as always, Mo. with uh, what are you drinking?
1: Well, we just poured the Aslan Mind the Hop IPA. Yeah. Um, We're going to move on uh, to something else a little later. We'll get to that. Um, I brought some Derivative Vic Secret. I brought some Startline beers so we can kind of look the part while we talk to Jeff. Perfect. I thought that made just perfect sense. That is great. Shout out to Uncle Dan. Hooked me up with some Startline. (laughs) I don't know if you... I don't know if you know that I stole that from uh from Deb's fridge but I did. I have to uh, shout
0: out Uncle Dan. Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, That's my Hawkington Connect. Yeah, we're on the radio. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> T- Toppling Goliath, I brought that bottle too. I don't know if we'll get to that, but nice. Just some just some things to open.
0: Pretty good selection, Mo. Uh I don't have anything that you're not putting in front of me. I did receive Fantastic. some uh recently uh New Hampshire beer from uh, Bad Labs Brewing. It's called Sky Punch, a great double IPA. Yeah, I'm excited for that. A little strong, but it's uh, it's good to try. know, okay. I like getting into some of the niche uh, New Hampshire breweries uh, yeah. from some connects. But we'll move on to local releases. We have a special beer. We talked about it last week on the show, Mo.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, the Subtle Art of Pureeing the World from Proclamation. We announced yep. it last week. It mm. was just coming out. We found out when we got off the air. It wasn't actually a sour it's a blonde ale that is fermented on raspberries. We're gonna actually taste it live on air. Okay. I have to shout out the uh the procurer of this beer, which was Seamus Pendergast. Thank hey, you, thanks, Seamus, man. very much. I appreciate it. We're gonna that. try this. So the way this is gonna work, Mo, uh if you wanna take the first sip, okay. You're gonna announce to people what you're drinking, what okay. it kinda tastes like in that way. We don't have complete dead air while while we're both drinking at the same time. Okay, that makes sense. Well, we will do a little toast to Seamus on uh, on getting his first ring muscle up here, Mo. So why don't oh, you? Oh, ring muscle up, nice. Yeah. So why don't you let yes uh, why don't you let the fans know what you're trying at home?
1: Uh, so this is the subtle art of pureeing the world. Did I get that right? Yeah, you did. Okay. Yep. Um, I get a little fruit on the nose. Uh, don't get much tartness though. Which yeah. you kind of told me going in, so I'm yeah. not super surprised by so that. So
0: last week on the radio, we kind of announced that it was going to be a sour. This isn't quite a sour. It's more of a fruit beer.
1: Oh, definitely a fruit beer. Yeah. You definitely get a ton of raspberry there. Get a good berry flavor. Um, it's light, crisp. Actually, a little, maybe a little bitter at the end.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you do get a ton of raspberry flavor. Yeah, it's almost definitely a little a, waxy. A little bit, yeah. And... Uh, yeah, you know, it's like eating a that's good. Eating I mean, a ton it, of raspberries without the seeds.
1: Yeah, the kind crunch, of. So,
0: <laughs> so that's that's
1: a that's a good one. It's so, what would
0: you rate this BMO on? Like an untapped, you get a scale yeah. of one to five. What would you give this?
2: Um,
1: well, I mean, for if it's not trying to be a sour and it's not, so it's it, you can't judge it on that. Uh, I mean, that's probably a four out of five. Yeah, maybe a four to five out of five. I don't know if I'd go much higher than that because it's not a great beer for me, yeah. but I, I I like it.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's pretty good. Full disclosure, I had this last week. Yep. I did have a glass. Um, this one's a little better now that it's sat. I think some of the acidity okay. mellowed out. Got a pretty good mouthfeel to it. Again, a little waxy, uh, but a, a pretty good fruit fruitier. And I'm glad Proclamation trying something different rather than the usual because mm-hmm. their sours do knock your socks off.
1: Yeah, that's that. I mean, that's what I got excited about when I saw the you know the, the color and just their their pedigree. Yeah. I kind of assumed I jumped to conclusions. Um, so. I mean, I'm not disappointed by the product.
0: Yeah, but we can only hope they throw it in a barrel and and it'll come out better the next time, too. That would be cool. Uh, So that was our local releases segment. Again, subtle art of pureeing the world. You want to see what the can art looks like, check me out on Instagram, at Boston Beer Benny. Take pictures of everything I'm drinking. You can see some awesome can art. Also on our Facebook live feed right now, WBOB.com, 990 WBOB.com. Yep. Again, you're listening to the Noobed tap takeover and we're going to move right into here mo townie news uh we like to go around we this is a local beer show we do all in new england but we'd like to get some of the local stuff definitely you ready for some towny news oh yeah let's do it our friends up in new hampshire the town of bethlehem ooh yep just I'm, had their grand i actually opening.
1: am familiar with that town so
0: reckless brewing had their grand open grand opening this past week they said it was a huge success they get a new tap room right in downtown bethlehem good for them uh, 2085 Main Street in Bethlehem, okay. New Hampshire. Go check them out. They are great. Great beer and even better people. Yeah,
1: couldn't happen to better people. They took such good care of us when we went up there for Ben's bachelor party. Had a blast. Didn't expect anything from them. And literally rolled out the red carpet for us, so.
0: Yeah, they they do some awesome stuff. And again, a great story. And they're so hospitable. Like, literally had us in their backyard cooking yep. hot dogs and stuff. I mean, yep. it couldn't have been cooler. Uh, around... Another local beer event, Mo, that we just found out about uh, recently, we'll, we'll be attending, hopefully, uh, the Newport Craft Beer Festival. What yep. do you got on that?
1: Uh, just learned about this. Uh, so it is Friday, April 27th, and Saturday the 28th. Uh, there will be three sessions technically. The 27th is a VIB session. Okay. Where they'll have select breweries, and that's at the Newport Storm Brewery. And then the next two days are, um, are at the actual venue. One o'clock to three o'clock, and then four o'clock to seven o'clock. Uh, we'll be at the four o'clock to seven o'clock show. Hopefully, um, we did get confirmed for that. If you know if the date does line up, we can definitely go. But Crooked Current will be there. Gray Sale Revival, Foolproof, Wormtown, Down the Road, Sons of Liberty, Coddington Brewing Company. Shout yeah. out to Josh from the Noob Group. Yeah. Um, he's the head. Joshua Schilling. He's the head brewer over there uh barrel house z will be there canned heat yeah. will be there as well Making that's kind of cool
0: we'll get to yep. them in a little bit
1: yep um so i mean sounds like a pretty cool show good lineup um seem like really good people that got back to me right away so yeah. i mean we're in
0: you can check them out the tickets are on sale what did you say the they price are was?
1: they are still on sale they're 45 bucks i don't know what the vib session tickets were for okay. sale for since they're sold out already yeah. so i uh, can't help you there uh, but Saturday, one to three and four to seven, they are still on sale. They have advised me to tell listeners that uh, they will sell out quick, yeah. so don't sleep on this.
0: Yeah, Newport's a great town. Can't can't go to a better spot to drink in the summertime. Yeah, sounds April like it's April twenty eighth, not quite summer, but
1: it's going to be a beautiful day though. The yeah. weather says. Knock on
0: wood. Yeah, <laughs> it should be snowing. That the twenty day.
1: <laughs> the twenty five day weather forecast says it's going to be beautiful.
0: Yeah, so that's townie news. Uh, we don't have a ton to fill that segment, but we do have another great local townie news uh, in the form of Cold Beer Good Read. Yes, we do. Uh, we got a great article this week from our friends at massbrewbros.com. They did an article called A Slew of New Breweries in Massachusetts Opening. Uh, after a slow start this year, mm. they opened up with, uh, they name about 21 plus breweries in this article. Not going to go over the minutia of it, <sighs> but we do There's have some lot. highlights. I have a couple, you have yeah. a couple that we yep. want to get to. Definitely. Uh, The two I wanted to talk about, Mo, they mentioned Greater Goods, uh, Imperial Brewing out in Worcester. We've heard a lot about this stuff. They sell it on shelves out there in the the Worcester County. Uh, They make some really high ABV beers. The lowest ABV beer that I've seen is 8%. Yeah. They go as high as 12%. They
1: do all the Imperial stuff. They don't mess around with anything else.
0: Yeah, so that's some high-end diesel. I've heard it's really, really good stuff. And now they have a tap room and restaurant that is open uh, that you can check out. And uh, the next one that I thought was really interesting in this was Democracy Brewing, uh, which they claim to be Boston's first worker-owned and democratically-run brewery uh, in the city of Boston. It's going to be on Temple Street in downtown Crossing. uh, It is set to open this spring. Sounds like kind of a cool thing. Uh when I tell people that they say that that's gonna fall on his face. So democratically <laughs> run <laughs> democratically run business uh does not sound like the best option. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's a different way to go. Yeah, Taproom looks beautiful though. On downtown crossing, I mean they're gonna get a ton of foot traffic. Yeah, they, definitely. They're gonna they're gonna kill it. So. it's gonna be
1: hard to fall on your face, but I mean Yeah. And I mean all the luck to them.
0: And like we mentioned last week, also in this same article, they have two new breweries opening up in the Fall River area. Uh, the first time in 60 years that a brewery will be open in, in Fall River. Uh, Mo, why don't you go over your uh, your two highlighted breweries here.
1: Yeah, so I touched upon them briefly last week, but we were kind of up against the break and didn't have a whole lot of time. Uh, so Troy City and Canned Heat are the two, the two breweries opening up in Fall River. Troy City is going to be a little bit later. I think Canned Heat should be open first. Uh, Troy City, uh, owner, brewer, Keith Cavallo, uh, he's a Fall River guy. The brewery's gonna be at sixteen Anawan Street. They're gonna share the building with the Narrows Center for the Arts. So I'm sure they're gonna do some cool collaborations with them like beer in a show type thing or
0: yeah, I'm more of a wide art guy. But... Yeah. Well yeah, if it's near, yeah,
1: I get what you're doing there. <laughs> I like it. Uh, So he's going to focus on a handful of beers to start, one of which is going to be the New England IPA, which we did get to try. Yeah, Seven Hills, right? Seven Hills IPA. And he also does a coffee stout um, that he's going to break out right at the very beginning too. So some really cool things from them. Keith's a great guy. I met him, talked to him about his beer, talked about the craft. He seems to know what he's talking about. Plus he did that collaboration with uh, Moby Dick. Yeah. So I mean, he worked with a brewer that's been around for years. So that definitely went well for him. Got his name out there.
0: He's moving and shaking. He's really active on social media. Yes, too, he so is. He posts
1: out. all the time. Comments on people's stuff too. So, um, canned heat is the other one. They're going to be at 52 Ferry Street in Fall River, right near Battleship Cove. Okay. Uh, owners Miles and Matt Wilson. They're expecting to be open the first week of May. Yeah. Uh, but they are still, uh, they're still doing the build out. So they are s- still waiting on some things to be finished to actually open. Uh, but they do have an address. They do have a concept. They have an idea. They're going to do a bunch of experimental beers if any of their social media posts are true. Um, they've done, a I think it was a vanilla milkshake.
0: Yep.
1: Um, they've done like some weird like Portuguese style. Everybody's kind of messing around with like a Portuguese pilsner type thing being in Far River. I mean, how can you not? So, I mean, really excited about them. They should do some really cool things. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm excited. Two breweries said, like right down the street. Right? You
0: said they had some affiliation with Stone?
1: Um, Yeah, their head brewer uh, worked for Stone for 10 years. His name's escaping me right now. I I had it written in my notes, but I I don't see it here. Um, But he was with Stone for 10 years, so he should definitely know his way around a brew kettle.
0: That's a high-quality place. Uh, So we have a a great show for you today. That's going to wrap up our first segment. We do have some spring cleaning coming up in the second segment. Still have that interview with Jeff from Startline Brewing. Can't wait. We'll be back. 990 WBOB.com. You're listening to noobed. Tap, takeover. <laughs> Welcome back, 990-WBOB.com. This is the Noob Tap Takeover. You listen to the sweet sounds of Risky Biz. Shout out mm. to Bob Awesome. Thank you for sending that over. He's live on iTunes. Mo, I am getting thirsty for another beer. I'm not sure I can wait till the end of the show for the show for the week. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I got a quick little reminder for you. Tonight's live broadcast are brought to you by Park Wine & Spirits, now at their new location at 1375 Park Ave. in Cranston. So if you're looking for a spot to grab your Shelfer of the Week, yeah. That seems like a damn good place to start. There you go. Stop by for all your favorite wines, brews, and booze. That's Park Wine and Spirits in Cranston, Rhode Island. For directions or more info, call 401-943-2040.
0: you got to love a package store with their own phone number.
1: Love it. <laughs> I mean, How many package stores even answer the phone? If they answer the phone, that. they're like a leg up above everybody. doesn't
0: get better than that. But uh, we rings. are back, Mo, live on air. Check us out on Facebook, too. We always talk about it. Uh, noobed N-E-W-B-D. It stands for New England Weekly Beer Discussion. Uh, not the most uh, common or catchy name, but you know what, Mo? Like my dad said, done. you dance with the girl you took to the prom. So we're sticking <laughs> with that name. Uh, we also do a weekly podcast, too, on iTunes. You can check that out, iTunes and Stitcher, N-E-W-B-D. Your dad it's is time a smart man. Some, <laughs> time for some spring cleaning, Mo. Uh, we have a fun game here we like to call Drink or Drain Pour. Basically a buy-sell, a Mm true-false. I'm going to give you some uh, statements here about beer. You tell me, are you drinking it or are you drain-pouring it? And we're going to get it popping off. Mo, you ready to play?
1: I am ready. Let's do it.
0: Question number one. Yep. Well, not really a question. More of a statement. Correct. Okay. Pastry stouts are a fad and will die out. Ooh, I
1: am drain-pouring this fact. Okay. Okay. I do not think this is a fad. This is a style that has picked up a lot of steam. Um, These are some of the more sought-after beers that you'll find at a lot of breweries. These are the ones that, I mean, other than, you know, the Hayes, the the double IPAs, these are the beers that people are waiting in line for. And if people are waiting in line for them, I mean, I got to say the hype's got to be a little real. Yeah. Um, Second of all, they're delicious.
0: Yeah, that's Um, true. That's
1: that's a thing as well. Um, And they're sexy as hell to sell. Because all you have to do is mention, like, what's in the beer, and that just drives people nuts. Mm -hmm. Like, the PVD donuts. Like, that was insane. Like, you're thinking, like, donuts and beer, and those are two things I love. And, you know, they always seem to, like, add something into the beer that gets you thinking about not just beer, which is smart. Because it gets the non-beer drinkers to be like, oh, wow, I want to try that. That sounds delicious.
0: And I agree with you wholeheartedly. This is a drain, Pormo. Two reasons why. Uh, the Pepsi Challenge back in the day when they did Pepsi vs. Coke, the blind mm-hmm. taste test, yep. the reason why Pepsi always won is because it's sweeter. People like sweeter things, especially off the bat. Sometimes stouts take a while to get into. You know, yeah. they, They're tough for even experienced beer drinkers. And two, just like you said, the things they put in it, they bring back nostalgia for yep. people. Uh, Buttonwoods did the, the stout with Lucky Charms. Oh, I mean, yeah. That brings back a lot of things. People doing stouts with um, Oreos. With uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yeah,
1: and we've talked about this before, but the gimmicky thing is what makes it cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, everybody's going to have a different opinion. That's my opinion, to be gimmicky, to be different, to stand out in any way, shape, or form. I mean, that makes me want to try your beer. Yeah. Yeah. Oreos. I mean, that's cool. Put that in a beer. That's awesome. Exactly. I want to try it. Gummy worms. I mean, whatever it is. I mean, just add something different. Bring something new to the table. And pastry stouts, if that's the way that people want to go with it, and if that's what's sexy and that's what's selling, let's do it, man. I'm in it.
0: Yeah. Great. So, number two. Uh, this is a little more serious, a little more political question. Yeah. If you wouldn't mind. <laughs> this is scary. Uh, the Aluminum Terra from China, which was just released uh, this week. Uh, we'll put a substantial change in the price of your local four pack mo what do you think of this Ugh,
1: I hate this one but it is a I think this is a drink okay. this is I think this is a true statement this is I mean just to stand just a just a start uh substantial change to me yeah. is like couple bucks. Yeah. I mean, I don't think this is going to bring a four-pack to, like, 30 bucks.
0: But even a buck a pack is yep. a big deal.
1: Of course. I mean, I don't know if, uh, you know, like a $16 pack, maybe that turns into an 18 an $18 to 20 something like that. That's what I'm envisioning, anyways, in my head. I don't know if that's realistic or if, if I'm way off. But anytime something becomes more expensive for the owner or producer, it's going to be bad news for the consumer. Because if yeah. it costs me more to make, if I'm going to try to make my same profit line, i got to charge you a little more for it. And I'm sorry, guys, but... I'm sure there'll be some brewers that say, well, you know, in the short term, I'll take the loss. I'll be the good guy. You know, I'll still sell it for 15 or whatever he was selling it at before. But um, I think you might even see a slight trend more toward bottles. Okay. Um, just just on like a, you know, maybe like a short run, a lot more breweries doing bottle stuff. That would make sense to me. I know bottles are kind of expensive anyways, but it might give them a little bit uh, more of an opportunity to avoid uh, some of these taxes from China. So yeah, um, that's my take on it.
0: I think it might influx at a a, a buck or fifty cents, you know, per right. pack, which is not a big deal to the consumer, but kind of a big deal in the long run. Sure. And where I think this will really affect it is the smaller breweries that try to compete price wise and make their product competitive price wise. Mm-hmm. They might have to eat that dollar, and, and that yeah. ultimately is gonna is yep. gonna kill them. I think in the end.
1: Short term loss, long term gain.
0: Yeah. Number three. Right. In, in, in an effort to stand out, brewers will put out more high-octane, which is 9% or higher, or more Super Session, which is under 4% beers, than they do normal ABV beverages, which is an in-between range between the 9 and the 4.
1: Okay, See, so you gave me two parts there, so I'm going to drink and drain pour on this one. Okay. Um, I'm going to drink the high-octane beers because I think that makes just a lot of sense. The high-octane beers are what people want uh you know the not just stouts but i mean even like triple triple dry hopped ipas or whatever those are going to be things that brewers try to do to stand out the super session beers i just don't get yeah like if i want an old duels i'll just buy an old yeah but uh, i don't I, want like a 3.1 percent beer I, uh, that's you don't just get me. the
0: creative value of them making a full flavored <sighs> beer at a lower percentage. I guess it's like Glen know. Hill that does the soft serve series where they do about 3% ABV yeah, full bodied beer tastes like a, a great beer. Trill was another one. Yeah. That beer. Nightlight. Wow. I mean, Holy smokes. You're going to speak like that on air. Yeah. But
1: I don't know. I just, I don't get it. I don't get that. I, so I'm going to drain pour that part of it, but I think the high octane beers, I mean, that makes a hell of a lot of sense. It's a great way to stand out.
0: Yeah. I I think they will be somewhere in the, in the normal range. Uh, I would like to see more breweries try the under 4% thing. Uh like uh Proclamation does with Sprout, but um you know, I, I'm going to drink both of them. I I think they'll they'll do it in a way to in a way to stand out and they'll they'll get further away from the from the average. Um Number four, Mo. craft beer drinkers will refuse to wait in lines by 2019. What are your thoughts on this? This is a
1: drain pour. You can't refuse to stand in lines because the lines are going to exist.
0: I don't know. If you talk to some of these uh, craft forum tough guys, they they won't stand in line for anything. They're boycotting.
1: Yep. Talk to me in 2019 when they're the ones standing (laughs) in line. Did you see all these posts about the freaking assassin? Yeah. All the people that went to uh, Toppling Goliath. Is it Toppling Goliath?
0: I, I don't know. I, I think know it, it is. They no, went I t- Said yeah, but I don't know. Nice.
1: They went to like <laughs> Iowa. I'm pretty sure it was Toppling Goliath, the assassin. People waited like 72 hours, like outside. Yeah. For beer.
0: Well, I mean, and for like, where three, else are you wait?
1: like three bottles. Yeah. So I mean, these tough guys. Let's see if they're still waiting for that beer next year. <laughs> um, you just. It's it's not possible to not wait in line until you can get Treehouse, Trillium, Proc, Long Live, Tilted Barn, all that beer just on the shelf when you walk by any random liquor store then you you got to wait in line for it. I mean, not at all those breweries, but a lot of them. Yeah. So it, it is what it is.
0: And our last question, Mo, uh You will see more and more non-hop ingredients added to IPAs than you will experimental non-popular hops.
1: I think... I mean, I, honestly, I think both of these things.
0: Yeah, my thought was really like more fruit beers, more fruit additives and things like that. Than, I'm just
1: going to go straight across the board drink then. Yeah. Because people are going to try new stuff. I mean, I, I hope they keep doing that. I want to see experimental hops. I want to see hop two, six, five, like Morgan was talking about. Yeah. Hop X, four, five, three. I want to see... You know, uh, Oreos added to beer. I want to see all kinds of random adjuncts added to beer. I want to see people getting wild. Yeah, but the question
0: is, the question is either or.
1: Oh well, <laughs> I'm thinking. Bo- all right, fine. Non-hop ingredients then is what I'm going to go with. Okay, because to more be my non-hop drink. ingredients. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there's more things to play with. Yeah, but I, I honestly think both of those great ideas. Sounds great.
0: Yeah, I mean that's been our spring cleaning segment. We have Jeff from Startline coming up after the break, uh, and we still have Weird Beer Stuff Show for the week as well. So. We'll be right back on 990 WBOB.com. Noobed Tap Takeover.
2: WBOB.com.
1: Renegade Radio.
2: W now I'm you down I'm you down if you don't want to take those
0: L's no more I can show you how I can show you, how. First rule, if you don't All right WBOB 990 we are back on the air on 990wbob.com Why can't I get I don't that know right? you've been good with it lately Unbelievable 990wbob.com noob tap takeover we've gone through our spring cleaning Mo. we've gone yep. through townie news we've gone through local releases
1: I feel like we've already covered so much.
0: Now we're at our favorite segment, Mo. This Brilliant the Beer Minds, and we have a real star for you on the line, uh, Jeff from Startline Brewing. Jeff, thanks for joining us.
2: Hey, guys. Good to talk to you again.
0: Good to see you, man. Are you getting ready for Marathon Monday or what? We are fired up. That a boy stretching them hammies, <laughs> getting ready to drink a lot of water. That's how me and Mo are preparing yeah. for
2: it. Yeah, we got to get hydrated. So, so I don't know. Just take a backtrack for a minute, guys. Instead of throwing that Oreo into your uh, tank, maybe uh, milk stout and dip it.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Love it. We're always looking for new ways. If we can manually incorporate cookies into our beer, I'm sure we would do it.
1: Absolutely. There we go.
0: So, Jeff, start line's in Hopkinton, Mass., just a mile away from the start line of the marathon, which is coming up Marathon Monday for the Boston Marathon. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your brewery and a little bit about how you got started there.
2: Sure. Um, we just celebrated our first year anniversary a couple weeks ago. Um, it's really a passion project. It was born out of the love of craft beer. Uh, my brother-in-law and I started it. We had spent years um, in different industries and kind of crisscrossing the United States drinking craft beer. And we knew this is something we wanted to do, and the timing just worked out. Um, a friend of ours, Phil Todaro, owns um, the farm at Waterfresh, and he brought us on, and it's it's just worked out fantastically well. He has a really large um, hydroponic garden, and that's actually where we got our start growing hops.
0: Yeah, I wanted to talk to you a little about the hydroponic hops. You guys had mentioned that during our last interview on the new podcast. You said it was kind of an unsustainable method because of the cost. Uh, has has there been any uh, headway in that in that regard?
2: Absolutely not. It continues <laughs> to be stupidly expensive and incredibly labor, in, it's, it's so much work, it's unbelievable. But the fact of the matter is um, we can't get away from it. We think that it has um, a lot to do with um, the taste of our beer, and we can't walk away. So uh, we've got a lot of friends, we've got a lot of family, and uh, I think the harvest is going to be uh, just as arduous as it was last year, but we're going to continue on.
0: Uh, another thing that makes your beer taste great that you told us during the last interview was that you guys don't actually pellet your hops, you go whole cone right into the brew.
2: We do, and the reason for that is because we don't have the guts actually to uh, grind our uh, flowers up because they're so beautiful, and we pull every one off by hand, so um, there's no way that any of us would have the guts to actually grind them up. We also really believe um, that the fact that the water can get to all of the hop flower really gives us an advantage and gives the water an opportunity to interact with more of the active and grieve lupulin. And we think it really helps out both in terms of the aromatics and the underlying flavor.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're drinking the Hopload IPA right now, and and I think it tastes great. I think you can really taste the the effort that you put into it and a lot of the the diligence you have with the hops.
1: You can definitely taste the distinct flavor. I mean, you can say this about a lot of breweries, I feel like, but your beer does... I mean, it tastes like, if, even if you blinded me on it, I feel like that I could might be able to pick out that that's a start line beer, because it does have a different taste than, than anything else that you're finding out on the shelf.
2: Yeah, it's really a great way for us to write recipes now, too, because you guys both know that, in fact, some hops are proprietary and some are non-proprietary. So we think before, what hops can we grow, because we want to throw our hops into all our beers, and that kind of guides us down a particular path. We've got a, a white IPA out and out right now that we just think it's delicious. And we came upon it because we knew we could grow what we needed to grow.
1: Now, when you're dealing with, this is Mo here in case you, you couldn't tell the change of voice here. When you're dealing with, uh, with your hot provider, are there like specs that you can kind of give him? Like things that you're looking for, flavor profiles that you're looking for, and they can kind of point you in the right direction? Or is it just kind of, this is what we have for sale type of thing?
2: No, so we're waiting for Google to write us back and say, you guys are idiots, no more dumb questions today. (laughs) But um, it really seems like everybody in the craft um, industry and space is super helpful and just wants everybody to actually succeed. So we ask a ton of questions. And no, it's really collaborative. Um, We are um, in contact with a number of hops providers and malt providers, and It's some of the most interesting conversations we have, which is at the recipe stage of the development. Uh,
0: That's one thing I I don't think a lot of craft beer drinkers think about that much. They think about the final product. They don't think of how it starts at a hop and a a person talking to somebody at a hop yard. Um, Very interesting stuff. So we've gone over your whole cone brewing. We've gone over the hydroponic brewing. Um, Before we get into the marathon festivities, Tell us a little bit about some of your brew tanks. We know you name them um, after some unique uh, music icons. Uh, tell us a little bit about your, your brew tanks.
2: Yeah, so um, we knew that we wanted to uh, identify our tanks um, a little differently than maybe in some other brew houses. So um, we started naming them after our favorite rock and roll stars. So it, it's, it's really easy to remember, and um, we've actually started to Take it a step further and we'll actually prioritize like what beers go into what tanks. so tom petty is a huge um, influence on our listening style and when tom passed we put a brand new beer in there just to commemorate his passing and we really believe that tom's kind of looking down and smiling on this beer
0: yeah that that's uh that's awesome (laughs) nice uh, little tribute the last thing before we go into the marathon festivities i promise uh Tell us a little bit about your canning. When we were there last, you were using a mobile canner. Did you guys move on from that and invest in one? Are you still moving? Still using the mobile?
2: We are still using the mobile. Um, we do not have the real estate, and we do not have the money, to be perfectly honest, to um, buy a canning line. And these guys are fantastic. We're using Iron Horse. Um, they show up. They're really good. Um, they get the job done, and then they get out. Um but what's happened is we started once every 45 days, and now we're doing it once every two weeks.
1: Holy hell. That's, uh, every two weeks, that's, that's quite an increase in production.
2: Yeah, and we now have six of our beers in cans.
1: Are there plans to expand that further, or is this kind of like as far as you can go with this, and at that point, if you expand any further, do you really have to start considering, like, uh, maybe we need more real estate, or uh, what's, the, what's the goal after this?
2: So you know what it is? It's Again, it's real, It's, it's recipe-driven. We have so many things we want to try, and we've only got eight taps. So, yeah, we're looking hard at how we can um, expand within our current location, and we need more brights, we need more firms, and we need more taps. So we're working every day to be able to do that. Just because if you take a beer off, people get crazy mad. Oh, yeah. But we want to put new recipes out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely can see that, especially where you guys. I mean, the one time that we were there, it seemed like we went on burrito night, right? Yeah, um, like just after. The, yeah, there, that's Wednesday. There were tons of people that were there that obviously go there every, every single week. So I mean, the, the those people must get really ticked when you take, you know, when you take hop load off, or you take, you know, maybe one of the staples you take it off for a day. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's beers that you don't take off at all, but I mean, I can definitely see your your crowd getting a little. Uh, little peeved if you take something off for a day or two
2: yeah and even the seasonal beers and we have some things called short runs where we actually kind of beta tested on human guinea pigs and if we come up with a recipe we'll kind of put it in um in a smaller amount and just try it out on people and they assumed every beer we serve they were gonna have every single time
0: <laughs> yeah uh speaking of new beers and new recipes yeah uh, you have a couple beers jeff coming out for the marathon specifically. Uh, Why don't you tell us what those are and what we can expect from those brews coming up?
2: Absolutely. We've got two of them. Um, First is a Marathon Wheat Ale, and that's an American-style ale. Um, It's kind of citrusy and floral with a super uh, smooth uh, mouthfeel. It seems like the the Marathon uh, trainees, the kids that run and the people that run, um, really kind of go to this at this time of year, and uh, they're really enjoying it. We've also, for the first time, we're partnering with the 26.2 Foundation in Hopkinton, which is attempting to establish a very large educational center and museum in Hopkington surrounding the Marathon. And so we've actually put out this white IPA I alluded to earlier, and uh, we're giving all of our profits uh, this season to that building initiative. And, and people are just drinking like crazy.
0: Yeah, uh, that That's great. We always love great beer, but when it comes with a great cause, we love that even more. Um, tell us a little bit about what your operation is going to be like the day of the marathon, because it has to be an absolute madhouse that Bonkers. day. Bonkers.
2: So it's kind of interesting, um, leading up to the marathon for like the, for the two weeks cutting into it, we get tons of people from all over the world who just want to see the start finish line and while they're there, they, they kind of end up on our doorstep wanting to have a beer which is great because we meet people from all over the world, but because we're so close to the line, the FBI actually closes our brewery on that day. Oh my so um, last God. year, we were fortunate enough to go down to the finish line. And we did a event um, with the Spalding Rehab Institute. And these people actually took care of all the people who were injured in 2015. And it was an amazing event.
1: I'm sorry, we're both kind of at a loss for words here. They, they close your brewery? That's crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah, security is really, really important. So this time, we actually uh, want to stay a little closer to home. So we've got friends who own um, the Western Nursery, which is a very large nursery in town, and we devised something called the Hopkinton uh, Marathon Spectacular. Okay. And we are going to have five bands. We're going to have six food trucks. Um, we're going to bring in a bunch of people, and we're going to watch the marathon go by. The um, Western Nursery is actually located exactly at the one-mile marker.
0: Nice. Well, Jeff, I mean, we could talk to you all night, but we're running out of time here. Uh, before you go, can you tell us a little bit about how we can find out some more information about the 26.2 Foundation and what, you, what you're doing
2: with them? Absolutely. If you guys um, or anybody out there want to take a look at it, if you look up the um, Hopkinton Marathon Spectacular or you can go to Western Nurseries homepage and look under their events tab, we've got everything there. Um, you could actually see um, the band lined up. Um we're we're really excited. It should be a huge day for us.
0: Well, Jeff, best of luck. You guys can find Startline Brewing at 2511 Hayden Row Street in Hopkinton, right off 495. Great great spot. It's attached to Waterfresh Farm Marketplace. In, in case you have trouble finding it, we had some We did. Time. Uh thank you, Jeff. And uh we should be out there shortly to to try those new beers.
1: You guys, I look forward to it. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it.
0: You bet. Thanks. And uh, they are they are very active on Instagram, Mo. I check out oh, yeah. their stuff all the time. there are Startline Brew on uh, Instagram. And what's their website?
1: The website is startlinebrewing.com. You just got to be 21 or over to check their page, though.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a prerequisite for listening to the show as well. <laughs> Actually, it's not download us. And uh, that's it for our Brilliant Beer Mind segment, Mo. We got some weird beer stuff coming up. We'll close it with Shelfer of the Week. 990 WBOB.com. We are Noob Tap Takeover. <laughs> 990 WBOB.com, Noob Tap Takeover. That is the sweet sounds of Risky Biz. And Bob Awesome is new CD, new ID.
1: Gets better every time I hear it. It really
0: is. Great CD. Great to vibe out to, love too. Love it. Mo, I love to swear. I cuss like a sailor. Uh, but there's no better way to swear than to do it for a cosmos. So why don't you tell us a little bit about...
1: I could not possibly agree more. 990 WBOB fans, we'd like to take a moment to invite you to our fourth annual F-Bomb Friday. That's going to be on May 4th. Give an F for a good cause. This year, the festivities will start out at the official brewery of 990 WBOB, Buttonwoods Brewery, Friday, May 4th at 7 p.m. The Noobed Boys will be there with the franchise Joe Farrow. We're going to be dropping some F-bombs, donating some money, doing all that good stuff for charity. We'll be trucking and pucking up a storm all to raise money to help fight cancer. For more information, including how you can help or donate, Stay tuned to nine ninety WBOB. We'll be plugging it nonstop.
0: Yeah, check out nine ninety WBOB.com. The liquid lunch page we're on there also oh yeah, that's for our Cast cast. Two dollars a swear mo, you can't beat that on live radio, baby. This is
1: gonna be our first foray into the F bomb Friday. Yeah. I gotta be honest, I've probably almost dropped fifty F bombs. Yeah. I almost dropped an F bomb while I was saying Just I almost right dropped then. an F bomb.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's kind of a weird event Mo, but speaking of weird events, we're in we're into our favorite segment.
1: Yeah, we love weird stuff.
0: Fan favorite weird beer stuff. We bring you the weirdest, wackiest beer stuff from across the world. Oh, yeah. Uh, this week, not that weird. I usually go into the gross and kind of gory stuff. Of yeah, but beer. I like
1: this stuff, too.
0: Yeah, I, I'm i into kind of a wacky, kind of a futuristic-type beer okay. thing today. Nice. Uh, my wife brought this to my attention, by love the way. Love that. Anaheim, California, is the scene of the crime. Okay. Um, A man named Paul Tecker had a dream, okay? His dream was, hey... Why should hops be, uh, hops has such a great flavor. Why should hops just be secluded to beer? It's a brilliant thought. I think I can put the flavor of hops into a sparkling water. Interesting. So he invented a, uh, an item called H2OPS. It's kind of a play on the word hops if you didn't catch that much.
1: I like that. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, so it's a sparkling water infused with Northwestern hops since he's out of California. He got two big brewers out of the San Diego area that actually helped him with this. Uh, and he puts it out in a four pack of bottles, zero calories, zero A B V and a four pack just runs you a six ninety nine Mo.
1: Great great art on the bottles too. I mean I gotta say that's kinda eye catching.
0: Yeah. The logo
1: look, in and of itself it and looks like a the kind of
0: like two roads, no?
1: A little bit, yeah, kinda. I mean not close enough where it's like lawsuit, but Yeah. I mean it, with the two I kinda see what
0: you're saying there and the the color scheme is very attractive. So I'll get you two two things that this is useful more Mo. One, this is a great loophole for uh, a non-drinking day. You're trying to nah. recover from a hangover. You trick your yeah. brain into thinking that you drink it, but you're actually hydrating. Yeah, I like that. I wonder uh, what it tastes like. Uh, hops. Hops. It says it right there on the screen. <laughs> and the second thing, you can dump this bottle out, fill it with actual New England IPA, and enjoy that as well.
1: Ooh, uh, okay. I like and your it second says thought
0: better. 0% ABV, so... You're really so you, not drinking it. Yeah, so time.
1: you don't have a problem because you're drinking out of a water bottle.
0: No, but kind of a unique thing because we do enjoy the flavor of hops, and and it's Absolutely. just like every other. It's just like a, a non-alcoholic beer, more That's, futuristic O'Doul's, if you will.
1: Yeah, I'm probably better than O'Doul's. I mean, I don't know if I've ever actually drank a full Odules. I'll smash that on the bar top.
0: I've never drank a half O'Duls, so. I think I've had. You.
1: I think I've had like a few sips of an Odules once before, and it was disgusting.
0: Well, Mo, you got to start somewhere, you know. There's no other way to win. Not out. where
1: I started, but. <laughs> Bush light, uh, man. Bush light in a dorm room. That's how. Uh, that's how everybody's beer life starts, right? Yeah.
0: So that's. Uh, so that brings me to my first question, Mo. What is your favorite non-alcoholic drink? A, f- a question that we ask a lot of guests.
1: Ah, uh, favorite non-alcoholic drink. I mean, you mean the one I drink the most? Is that Is yeah. that fair?
0: I mean, since this will obviously substitute it and become one of your favorite non-alcoholic drinks, <sighs> uh, what do you think your favorite non-alcoholic drink is?
1: My. Fa- all right. So the one I like the most is iced tea. I love iced tea. i don't drink
0: sweetened unsweetened what do you got gotta be sweetened. yeah brisk is
1: brisk is my shit brisk in a can yeah forget about it i don't drink a whole lot of iced tea but i mean that flavor i like the best um i mean i probably drink the most water i mean that's really boring but yeah um but yeah definitely iced tea iced tea yeah well you got to stay hydrated man if you drink as much as me you got to drink enough water so your bones and muscles don't just fall apart (laughs) <laughs> it could get really ugly.
0: That's true. Before we get into Shell for the Week, Mo, I just want to go over again. We do a weekly podcast, Noobed, N-E-W-B-D, which can be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We do all of these great segments week after week after week. We are also on 990WBOB.com, liquid lunch page in the past cast section. You can check out our show from last week with Adam Askew. Check out this week's show with Jeff. It'll be up soon, uh, right after this show. True story. But now we've come to a segment, Mo. Shelfer of the week. Shelfer of the week.
1: Undeniably shelfer. Yeah.
0: It's a rite of passage for every beer drinker. We say this every week. We yep. want you. You don't have time to go to the brewery. We want you to go get a good beer at a great uh, great local liquor store. I have one this week, Mo. What do you got? You got one this week?
1: I have a great one.
0: All right. What do you got?
1: You want me to go first?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Lead me off.
1: All right. So just a quick reminder. This shelfer um, is going to be found in a lot of liquor stores. Um, it is slightly allocated, so you might have to pick and choose the ones that you find it at. Okay. Uh, from Springdale Barrel Room, um, it's uh, from Jack's Abbey Craft Lagers. Mm. Um, they have a kind of like side project going on. The beer that I'm referring to is called Am I Right IPA. It's a 7% ABV, 394 on untapped. So very solid score for a shelfer. Yeah, I anything, heard of that. anything in the ballpark of four, I consider... Uh, a great shelfer it's juicy it's got some peach some papaya some grapefruit uh even says it has hints of green tea which i i didn't really pick up in my first can i do have another can in the bag that i'm going to try and kind of see if you know maybe i was just missing something that day Um, but uh, you should be able to find it at a lot of good liquor stores Um, but yeah definitely definitely worth a try anything from springdale really but am i right IPA, Shelfer for the Week.
0: Yeah, I love Jack's Abbey, love Springdale. They did a uh, little green tea infusion with that Spill the Tea that they had earlier. True yesterday. story,
1: and that's what it made me think of when I read that on the label. I was like, it didn't really taste like that, though. Yeah, I mean, that beer was pretty distinct.
0: Spill the Tea was a collaboration with Finback, yep. which brings you my Shelf for the Week. Ooh, well. good segue. <laughs> right? Finback Fake Blood is what I got. I picked it up from a local liquor store that had Finback on the shelf. So you can find it a little bit more readily available locally now. Uh, which I, is great. They do great subtle IPAs out of Queens, New York. I feel like Finback is a little more accessible now. Yeah. I see it at a
1: couple more stores than I used to see it at, yeah, which so is encouraging because I like them.
0: So this beer is fake blood, it's called. It's named that because it is a hibiscus IPA. It has a nice uh, see-through cranberry-ish color, okay. I would say. It, it's got a. It, it's a 3.8 on untapped. Nice. Uh, it has great color. It's mellow to no bitterness. It's, it's great, subtle, just like every other Finback IPA that I've had. Uh, if you want to see what we're rating these beers, Mo, you can check us out on Untapped. Uh, my name is Bo, uh, at Treehouse Benny. I almost got confused there. Mo, you are... Moses Malone. Moses Malone on Untapped. Check us out on there. Download, uh, share the beers that you're drinking so we can toast you and you can Absolutely. see what we are drinking.
1: I definitely steal shelfers every now and then from some things that people are drinking that I'm friends with. So I'm not above that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, so the next show that we will be on, Mo, is uh, May 1st, right? Tuesday, uh, May
1: 1st. Yeah, that's that's the Tuesday. Tuesday, May 1st. That will be our next radio
0: show. Yeah, so we're going to take a little break there. We'll go to Tuesday, May 1st, and then we have the F-Bomb Friday coming up. Yep. excited for this partnership with 990 wbob.com again weekly we are on itunes
1: yep we'll go back to podcast form for the next couple weeks
0: yeah any good nights you want to say or or goodbyes before we sign off
1: um no uh i don't think so i mean i already shouted out uncle dan i'll do it again why not because i'm finishing his beer right now shout out to uncle dan because i know he's listening shout out to scott because i know he's listening tonight at the gym jess's brother Wow, that's, so,
0: that's adorable. You yeah, well, family you know, you got a couple family members
1: that want to support the cause, want to see what 990 WBOB is all about. So thanks for listening, guys.
0: Shout out to that, uh, to Seamus Pendergast for the subtle out of puring the world that we tried yeah, during our solid. local releases segment. Cheers to your first ring uh, muscle-up. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next month, guys. Check out the Liquid Lunch page again, Passcast, 990WBOB.com. We are noobed, tap, takeover. Thank you very much.
1: See you.